0: Section 23 of Mysteries of Beekeeping Explained. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mysteries of Beekeeping Explained by Moses Quinby. Chapter 12 Securing Honey from the Moth. Two things to be prevented. When the boxes are free from the bees, Two things are to be prevented if we wish to save our honey till cold weather. One is to keep out the worms, the other to prevent souring. The last may be new to many, but some few of us have had it caused by dampness in warm weather. The combs become covered with moisture, a portion of the honey becomes thin like water, and instead of the saccharine qualities we have the acid. Remedy. Keep perfectly cool and dry, if you can, but dry at any rate apt to be deceived about the worms. But the worms, you can surely keep them out, you think, since you can seal up the boxes perfectly close, preventing the moth or even the smallest ant from entering. Yes, you may do this effectually, but the worms will often be there somehow, unless in a very low temperature, such as a very cool cellar, or in a house, when you have dampness to guard against. I have a little experience in this matter that spoils your theory entirely, I've taken off glass jars and watched them till the bees were all out, and was certain the moth did not come near them, then immediately sealed them up, absolutely preventing access afterwards. I could do this with a jar more effectually than a box, which is made of several pieces. I then felt quite sure that I was ahead, and should have no trouble with the worms, as had often been the case before. I was sadly mistaken. Their Progress Described in a few days i could see at first a little white dust like flour on the side of the combs and on the bottom of the jar as the worms grew larger this dust was coarser by looking closely at the combs a small white thread-like line was first perceptible enlarging as the worm progressed when combs are filled with honey, they go only on the surface, eating nothing but the ceiling of the cells, seldom penetrating to the centre, without an empty cell to give the chance. Disgusting as they seem to be, they dislike being daubed with honey. Wax and not honey is their food. The reader would like to know how these worms came in the jars, when to all appearance it was a physical impossibility. I would like to tell positively, but cannot, but I will guess if you will allow it. I will first premise that I do not suppose they are generated spontaneously. Their being found there, then, would indicate some agent or means not readily perceived. A Solution Offered The hypothesis that I offer is original and new, and therefore open for criticism. If there is a better way to account for the mystery, I would be glad to know it. From the first of June till late in the fall, the moth may be found around our hives, active at night, but still in the day the only object probably is to find a suitable place to deposit its eggs that the young may have food if no proper and convenient place is found why i suppose it will take up with such as it can find their eggs must be deposited somewhere it may be in the cracks in the hive in the dust at the bottom or outside as near the entrance as they dare approach the bees running over them may get one or more of these eggs attached to their feet or bodies and carry it among the combs where it may be left to hatch it is not at all probable that the moth ever passed through the hive among the bees to deposit her eggs in the jars before mentioned. Had these jars been left on the hive, not a worm could have ever defaced a comb, because when the bees were numerous, each worm, as soon as it commences its work of destruction, will be removed, that is, when it works on the surface, as in the boxes of honey. In breeding combs they get in the centre and are more difficult to remove. By taking off these jars and removing the bees... It gave all the eggs that happened to be there a fair chance. Many writers finding the combs undisturbed when left on the hive till cold weather recommend that as the only safe way, preferring to have the combs a little darker than the risk of being destroyed by the worms. But I object to dark combs, and leaving the boxes will effectually prevent empty ones taking their places, which are necessary to get all the profits. I will offer a few more remarks in favor of my theory, and then give my remedy for the worms. I have found in all hives where the bees have been removed in warm weather, say between the middle of June and September, and it has been a great many. Moth eggs enough among the combs to destroy them in a very short time, unless kept in a very cool place. This result has been uniform. Any person doubting this may remove the bees from a hive that's full of combs in July or August, enclose it to prevent the possibility of a moth entering, set it away in a temperature ranging from 60 to 90, and if there are not worms enough to satisfy him that this is correct, he will have better success than I ever did. Yet no such result will follow when the bees are left among the combs, unless the swarm be very small, then the injury done will be in proportion. A strong stock may have as many moth eggs among the combs as a weak one, yet one will be scarcely injured, while the other may be nearly or quite destroyed. Now, if this theory be correct, and the bees do actually carry these eggs among the combs, is there not a great deal of lost labour in trying to construct a moth-proof hive? The moth, or rather the worms, are ever-present to devour the combs, whenever the bees have left them in this season. Method of Killing Worms in Boxes Now whether you are satisfied or not with the foregoing, we will proceed with the remedy. Perhaps you may find one box in ten that will have no worms about it. Others may contain from one to twenty when they've been off a week or more. All the eggs should have a chance to hatch, which in cold weather may be three weeks. They should be watched, that no worms get large enough to injure the combs much before they're destroyed. Get a close barrel or box that will exclude the air as much as possible. In this put the boxes with the holes or bottom open. In one corner leave a place for a cup or dish of some kind to hold some sulphur matches while burning. They are made by dipping paper or rags in melted sulphur. When all is ready, ignite the matches and cover close for several hours. A little care is required to have it just right. If too little is used, the worms are not killed. If too much, it gives the combs a green colour. A little experience will soon enable you to judge. If the worms are not killed on the first trial, another dose must be administered. Much less sulphur will adhere to paper or rags, if it is very hot, when dipped, than when just above the temperature necessary to melt it. This should be considered as well as the number of boxes to be smoked, size of the vessel used in smoking them, etc. Whether this gas from burning sulphur will destroy the eggs of the moth before the worm appears, I have not tested sufficiently to decide, but I do know that it is an effectual quietus for the larvae. Freezing destroys them. Boxes taken off at the end of warm weather, and exposed in a freezing situation through the winter appear to have all the worms as well as eggs for them destroyed by the cold consequently all boxes so exposed may be kept any length of time the only care being necessary to shut out the moth effectually but don't forget to look out for all combs from which the bees have been removed in warm weather i prefer taking off all boxes at the end of the first yield of honey even when i expect to put them on again for buckwheat honey the bees at this season collect a great abundance of propolis, which they spread over the inside of the boxes as well as hive. In some instances it is spread on the glass so thick as to prevent the quality of honey being seen. There is no necessity for boxes on a hive at any season when there is no yield of honey to fill them. Sometimes, even in a yield of buckwheat honey, a stalk may contain too few bees to fill boxes, but just a few may go into them and put on the propolis. This should not be allowed, as it makes it look bad when used another year. At this season, August, some old stocks may be full of combs, and but few bees, but swarms, when they've got the hive full in time, are very sure to have bees enough to go into the boxes to work. I have known them to do so in three weeks after being hived. Objection to using boxes before the hive is full. Some put on boxes at the time of hiving the bees, in such cases the box is often filled first, and nearly as often will contain brood. I consider it no advantage, and often a damage to do so, as I want the hive full anyway, and then, if they have time, let them into boxes, although it may be buckwheat instead of clover honey that we get. End of chapter 12. Read by Sandra.